Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Theater Podcast, intimate personal conversations with the industry's biggest names. Our guest is Sierra Bogus, and this is actually the first solo episode I've had with Sierra. The uh, the original duet I had with her and her co-writer Julian Ovenden is back in episode 176, so make sure you go check that out if you haven't listened already. And you can kind of hear in my voice right now that it's a little husky. I'm getting over a cold, which I just started to get when I was recording this episode with Sierra, ironically. So my voice is even more husky in the recording itself, uh, in the interview itself. Sierra is actually currently out in LA at the Amundsen Theater performing an extra special production of The Secret Garden. And I say it's special because Lucy Simon, who wrote the music for the show, recently passed away and uh, a couple months ago. And now Sierra, the rest of the cast, they hold a special place in, in the show for her, for Lucy, um, especially because this is a production that has to deal with, uh, with the afterlife and the spiritual realm. So it's, it's a really interesting conversation and Sierra dives into it beautifully and much more eloquently than I am now. With all that said, please find me online, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, all the places. Leave a rating, leave a review wherever you're listening now. It helps. Turn to your neighbor, say, hey, neighbor, check out this podcast. It's my new fave. Now, everybody, please enjoy this episode with Sierra Bogus. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply here you go one two three Today's guest is an Olivier Award-nominated actress who made her Broadway debut in 2007, originating the role of Ariel in The Little Mermaid. Other Broadway credits include Phantom, It Should Have Been You, and School of Rock. Lord Andy Webbs went on record to say she's the best Christine Daae ever, a role she began playing in the Las Vegas production of Phantom in 2006. She starred in London's West End, both in Phantom and Les Mis, starred in national tours, limited runs, labs, and New York City concerts alongside her Broadway star cohorts, and is now headlighting a revival of The Secret Garden in Los Angeles at the Amundsen Theater. Sierra Bogus, welcome to your solo episode of The Theater Podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. So we we have talked before. You and your uh, writing partner, Julian Ovenden, were together for your album in episode 176. So we're, that stuff, um, if anybody listening, go back to episode 176 and get even more Sierra. But I want to start back again 
with um, what got you to uh, to Vegas in the first place? Because you, that kind of just like shot you out of a cannon. Oh, to do Phantom in Vegas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I was on tour with Les Mis at the time um, with uh, my friend Ali Ewalt, who's also doing... Um, I love Ali, yeah. Yeah, Secret Garden with me right now. So we've been friends since we were both um, Cosette understudies on the tour of Les Mis together. Yeah, so we were um, on tour of, of Les Mis together, but then an audition came up for um, Phantom in Las Vegas, and then the rest is history. Uh yeah, that I auditioned and and that was that. But you you what what is your your actual training though? Because I I I remember you were saying that you were going to school and you always were like had this affi- uh, affinity for opera, but everyone kept trying to get you to change your major to to musical theater or or musical performance or something like that. No, like- I was a musical theater major. And they wanted me to switch to vocal performance. Vocal performance is usually um, the degree that you get for opera. So that's to focus on that. So that's what that that's what um, because of, I guess, the way that my voice sounds, then um, they wanted to train me in that way. Um, but I was interested in in doing musical theater. So that's the route that I stayed. School of Rock specifically, right, is a very different style than mm-hmm. a Phantom or, or Les Mis, right? Mm-hmm. So which, which style that you, you wanted to perform and they kept trying to get you to change your major to do more opera then, I guess, but you wanted to continue to perform in just musical theater straight up? Well, that was just college. So it wasn't like a whole huge part of life. That was just when I went to college, maybe for one year, you know, they, they wanted me to switch my major. So then I had three other years of not that. So, um, yeah, what was important to me was to graduate a triple threat um, to sing, dance, and act, um, and not just focus on singing or the sound of my voice. Um, so I love singing in all different styles and performing in all different styles. Um, and yeah, so that's what I've tried to make a career out of just doing, uh, you know, the shows that I, that I love and that I respond to. Um, yeah. And, and keep it being as eclectic as, as I can. What what do you respond to more more than others? I guess style wise. Um, I don't know. I respond to story. I love. Um, I think if you don't have something to say about a part, then it's tricky to to do. Um, so each each character telling each character's story. Um, that's that's what I think of the best. Uh, you know, my favorite performers and um, people who seem to be able to get the emotion across and the story across um, without just focusing on like sound of voice. Do you feel like lately or, or is this, I won't say late lately because we know what we know in the present and looking back at history, the good stuff stays in our memory while the not so good stuff just kind of fades away. Right. But is there, I guess now, do you notice a trend, a different trend of of stuff being written, things being written that focuses more on relying on just a good good vocal technique and it's throwing out the story? Or is this sort of like... Hmm, I don't think every- so. I think there is definitely... What's cool about what we do is that there's... That the music moves with the times that we're in. So I think every decade 
um, musical, new musical theater is trying to sound like more of what we hear, more of what um, people who might not be versed in like musical theater would hear. So what's on the radio. And so um, it's really cool to be a part of an industry that is constantly changing and growing in that way. Um, so yeah, that's what I think is, is happening is that the sound, um, you know, that's why they call it like the golden age. Cause then that was the sound. Um, and now is more is what we know to what we're hearing on the radio and what like kids are hearing on the radio and stuff. So it's really cool that there's options for every different kind of voice to be able to express themselves and, and to sing. And again, um, we're not in the pop world and we're not in the opera world. So what our job is as musical theater performers, I believe is to tell stories. So through whatever, you know, voice you have, you get to tell the story um, through that, if that makes sense. You have to be a good storyteller first. And out of being a triple threat, is there uh, one particular corner of that triangle that you enjoy leaning into more? Or does it all come as one one complete package for you? Like, does, um, does acting, or does it depend on the show even? Does the acting side, the acting corner, is that the most important? Or is the singing corner, like... Right now you're doing uh, The Secret Garden at the Amundsen, right? So what what do you lean into the most? Because that doesn't seem like a dance-heavy show. No. So obviously if there's no, if all those three things aren't there, then you're not going to lean into the one that isn't there because then you'd look pretty stupid. Um, I <laughs> think I think leaning into the acting is the most important thing no matter what you're doing. Um, for example, a show like Secret Garden is really fascinating for me because the character I'm playing is dead. So I'm literally haunting a show and I don't have any words. So I have to lean into my intention. What is my need? Um, what is, why, why am I needed here? Um, so every time that I come on stage, it has to mean something. And sometimes I get to use my voice. And, and so I get to figure out why does she get to be heard now? Um, what need is that? So it's always, for me, I always come from a place of, acting and it come from a place of what is my character's need in this moment and it really helps me inform how i'm going to sing or or dance okay so talking about this production specifically um this this has been reworked uh, of secret garden right this has been reworked a little bit and and there was a lab of this right back in 2018 and actually you and ramin karamloo were involved in that yeah no, Ramin and I did a concert together seven years ago, which um, was a concert at Lincoln Center uh, directed by Stafford Arima. Um, and then five years ago, I did a lab with Warren Carlyle um, and um, and Clifton Duncan was playing Archie. Um, and this is this that five years ago was the first time that Warren became involved um, with this show. And uh and what he created um, and this new version that we have now. And, you know, obviously the pandemic happened and everything. So this is the first time that we're getting to um, bring this version, this new reimagined version. Um, my Archibald is an incredible man named Derek Davis, um, who ironically was also a phantom on the road. He was, he was phantom on the road. Um, and we have Julia Lester who's playing, um, Martha and John Michael Lyles, who's playing Dickin. Um, it's an incredible group of people. Obviously I mentioned Allie Ewalt, who's playing my sister Rose. Um, it really is like, it's just 
I, I love this story. I always have. Um, and I think it's really timely um, uh, right now for people to hear a story like this and hear a score like this. Um, and to, I don't know, like it's, there's so many different messages in the show. And one of them is being that the earth is healing us. And, um, and one of them is that family can come out of seemingly nothing and the feeling and the need to belong that Mary Lennox, our Mary Lennox, um, Emily Hoder is just incredible. She, she had done, um, Music Man on Broadway with Warren. And, uh, so she's just like, she's a little firecracker and she's just, she's so beyond her 11 years. It's really, really something special. I, I didn't realize how many shows I've done with children, but I think it's one of my favorite things because you get to watch them, um, and remember that like joy is our birthright and having, I don't know, that doubt is learned behavior. And so sometimes it, eight or nine or 10, you don't have that fully yet. And so it's really healing to remember and to watch and just the fearlessness. And um, yeah, it's just, a, it's a it's a really amazing experience. And this show is, this show is a work of art. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, forward prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. So with School of Rock, Little Mermaid, now Secret Garden, uh, yeah, you, you have that a lot with kids. My my kids, to my older one, is um, he's eight and a half, and and we I have to keep reminding him that that doubt. Well, I, I'm not reminding him like literally because he doesn't quite understand this. I don't think, but like he tries to um, he gets down on himself and he does introduce his own doubt, and and I'm trying to like encourage him just to try and that it's okay to fail and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. And I love what you said about joy being a birthright, which actually it takes me to another question that I, uh, that I had, cause I was listening back to episode 176 um, where we talked before. And remember at the end of the episodes, I asked three standard questions. And um, one of which is what advice would you give to your younger self? And in that previous episode, you'd said, don't let anyone take your love of performing away from you. Don't lose the desire. And I, and I comment that I, was, I said, if we ever get to have a chance to talk again, we need to dive into this. So here's our chance to dive into this. And I would love to know what, you know, what was that? Did you have somebody when you were a kid that was trying to like take that joy away? No, um, no, I didn't. I just, as uh, actually as an adult, as um, you know, you, 
you're a kid who wants to do this, say, for a living. And then as you know more, it's like ignorance is bliss. It really is. And as you get to know more, and um, of course, there's dark sides of every um, every job that anybody does, no matter what um, field it is, um, because not everything is, you know, rainbows and butterflies. But um, as you start to realize that um, it's not a Disney world, then you can let a lot of self-doubt creep in and you can hear the voices of people who um, compare you or um, are competitive or any of the things that bring us down just as humans. And um, so that's why I say that for kids, it's like, hold on as long as you can. And I think those things are really good too, because then you get to grow from that. You get to that's why I say don't let anyone take your love of performing away because um, it doesn't have to be just one person. I know there's a lot of kids who will say that's like a teacher or different things like that. It's really tricky or a parent or something. Um, but it doesn't always have to be one person. It can be an amalgamation of a bunch of different circumstances or, you know, tricky things in life that that can take our joy away from us. And then it's just, the, I guess the best part about life is figuring out what you're made of and um, and only you get to decide, you know, how you want to grow from that experience. In the shows that you've done with the children that you, that you have worked with, um, I guess looking at them compared to the adults in the same shows, right? If things are tough, if things, if rehearsals are long, if scenes are hard to work through, is it is it typically the kids or the adults that get discouraged first? Oh, the adults, without question. Yeah. Adults get discouraged because I think we we understand, depending on what age the kids are, but we know what's at stake um, and the pressure. We've, we've had, I mean, decades more of the pressure and what that means for the rest of the world, whereas kids, what's so great about working with kids is they haven't necessarily come against that yet or what other people are thinking or whatever. So it's really, that's why it, it is like, I don't know, paying attention to how the kids are behaving because you don't have to give it any um, notice, really. You know, it's like most adults have to learn. I mean, you have to learn like not to read reviews. I'm a big advocate of don't re read reviews while you're in a show. If you have to read them when you're done, but don't read because what we've all created together in the room is so special and so magical. And then it goes out there into the world and everybody's going to have an opinion, which is fine. That's part of what, you know, art is. Um, my, my parents-in-law came and saw the show and they um, both had completely different reactions about so many different parts of the show which i just loved having that conversation after the show was done because they saw the same exact show and had different feelings and it was so cool and that's why we do what we do you know it's not a monolith the audience is not a monolith so um you know but if you don't have a healthy relationship with what that is then yes you're gonna get really bogged down by the pressure and the, the other people's opinions and all that kind of stuff well, how do you how do you let that kind of slide off? Because you're you're very active on social media, and and you like to post, and you have a big following that's very active. So mm -hmm. where where does that balance come from between I guess 
uh, interacting with with fans, right? Because it is it is a work to maintain a fan base. So well, I don't it, interact with fans, from? so I don't have mm-hmm. any. I don't have personal relationships with people that I don't know, um, but I am very active on social media. But I don't um, I don't have one on one interactions with fans because. Um, I don't think that's my responsibility to, um, you know, you don't want to say anything. If people come to you with a lot of really tricky things that they might be going through in their life. And I'm not a social worker and I think it's dangerous to do that in fact, but I think what is important and what I do on social media is I put things out there for people and I don't read the comments. I don't read what people have to think or say about it. It's just, here's what, here's what this is. And hopefully this is helping people. So it's not a one-on-one personal relationship with any person, but it's that this is something that I Sierra find helpful in my life. And perhaps this is going to bring joy to people. Um, and it's for them to, to receive or not receive. And it shouldn't be, um, my social media or my um, putting those things out there shouldn't be contingent on, well, everybody needs to believe this now, or now everyone needs to, you know, think the same way or whatever, or can I get some, you know, praise for putting that? I think that's, that would be weird. Um, But I think what's so cool, Deepak Chopra talked about this, um, is that you can send out one tweet or Instagram or something, and it can reach literally millions of people in a way that um, you can't do, uh, you know, obviously one-on-one or something that you want globally out there. So Deepak and Oprah do these amazing meditation challenges and they can send out one tweet and suddenly people from all around the world can be meditating together. Hmm. That's what I think is so cool. Um, So I think if you are somebody who wants to be on social media, try and get out of the me mentality. And what is it that you are putting out into the world? And you have control over that. And so you get to decide um, what it is that you, that you feel necessary that you want to say and that could that could be for good. And you can also decide to use it for bad and to tear people down or um whatever. So it really is up to the person. And I think it's important to figure out what is um, the right thing for each individual person. Well, just so you don't, just like you don't read reviews while you're in the show or even afterwards, do you, do you care about comments about on your own posts on articles written about you? Does any of that make a difference or are you just doing what makes you happy in the moment? I don't read those things because what other people think of me is none of my business. And I have mm. really learned that um, along the way because I can't. I can't um, then change my performance or who I am based on what somebody who could be um, like a robot saying some opinions. And, you know, you started this uh, podcast by reading out some things on my resume and saying, Andrew going on record and saying, I'm the best Christine. And for other people, I'm the worst Christine. For other people, I'm not even on their top 10, you know, as because it isn't one thing. So that's why 
that's why we do what we do. That's why there's so many of us who get to do what we do because there isn't one way, there isn't one answer. And if you're always seeking, and if you're posting or whatever to try and be always the, I'm the best one and proving that, you're not going to ever prove that because humans have their own opinions. And that's what makes it so cool. Um, and that's what can make also social media a very scary place too because people can get really loud um, behind a screen. So that's why, again, I try not to focus on those people. I try to focus on um, what I can put out there. So um, I'm, I am in control of what I put out to the world. And just as I'm also in control of what I, as much as I can be, of what I'm putting in, what I'm receiving. There are so many um, people that have so many opinions and that you won't be able to um, stay away from hearing, but seeking those things out, good or bad, I, I think is, for me personally, isn't um, helpful to me as an artist. I, I wanna shift over <laughs> Lucy Simon recently passed. I mean, you, you said you did some behind the scenes stuff uh, that I helped record last, last year. Yeah, gosh. And said some amazingly kind and, and amazing words about Lucy Simon, who of course uh, composed Secret Garden, which you're doing now, right? So what, ha, this performance for you, as, as any of that, that, that she just passed, has any of that reached its, reached its way into um, the, the performance now, the, the show now? Because even Warren was involved with some of that as well, Warren Carlisle. Yeah, all of it has. Lucy is with me every step of the way. Um, Lucy is Lily. You know, she's from the other world and she's trying to get her music out there. And one of her last texts that she wrote to me was, she literally said, um, I was going to ask you to carry my voice forward um, when she mm. knew she was dying. So that is my responsibility. And what's great about a company of people like we have is that it's it is now a shared thing that it is our it is our job to keep her music alive and to um, you know I, I wonder there must be a thing about being a composer that's like what you've given to the world is your music and it doesn't mean anything if nobody hears it so it's become more important now than ever especially with with someone like Lucy and with the type of score that I just believe in so much and just who she was and her spirit she's with me. I mean, every step, every step of the way. I have her on my shoulder. I have Rebecca Luker on my shoulder. Mm -hmm. um, and I have Jilly Lynn, who didn't have anything to do with, with our production of Secret Garden, but is also one of my angels um, who I think about all the time. So it's very, I feel the spirit world so much with us. Um, and, uh, and Lucy's daughter, Julie, has been a huge part of our um production in terms of just being there and warren was amazing he had an open door policy for her to be able to come and watch rehearsal at any time because it's part of her healing process you know she lost her mom and her aunt and her father within just a few months of each other um and lucy had adopted me as her goddaughter and she had said so julie and i are going to be sisters um and so julie and i are sisters that's just how it is and um julie brings her daughter as well, because she, Julie has so many memories of getting to come and watch rehearsal um, with her mom. And so her daughter now gets to, it's just this really amazing 
legacy and but yeah i mean lucy's there lucy's there every step of the way i feel her ground me i talk to her all the time all the time rebecca too rebecca knows rebecca knows the role and what you know what the fears are and um it's really awesome getting to have presence like that with you especially when you're doing a show that is about the spirit world with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so i suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I love to believe in the idea of, of connection and emotional... Um, yeah, just emotional connection as my version of spirituality, right? Like, I don't believe in the traditional heaven and hell and God and 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 whatnot. But I love to talk. I love to talk with people who feel like there's more than than the three dimensions, right? Yeah, I think it's individual. I don't think that one religion or anything should have you know the the full say on what this is because I think ultimately we don't know. But I can only speak on my experience and the knowing that I personally feel that I have angels with me or spirits with me um, and that you can feel them at different times and they feel different. Um, I feel my grandmother a lot during this time. I usually feel my granddad with me, but um, this time has been my grandmother. Um, a lot of us in the cast have had really interesting during this process, uh, personal things that happened with the other realm um, while we've been here, it's been really cool. Um, we have this amazing woman in our show named Yamana, who's playing the Aya, and she is an intuitive. So she has a whole business. Um, and I think her on Instagram is like at Hinduative. Um, and she's amazing. She gave me a reading for opening night as my present. Um, she read my cards and it's like, it was just, I, I fully love that and I love like the care and, and the, you know, I, I went to her on opening night um, for this. I had been feeling really solid and then I felt Lucy with me so strongly that I couldn't separate my emotion from hers. And so I asked Yamana to come to my room before the show and can we just like talk with her and she was right there with me and um, held my hands and talked to Lucy and just, um, asked her to that we have a job to do and this is for you and you know we're carrying your your spirit forward and it was and it helped like calm the energy and i believe in that stuff i really do and um i but again nobody can say anything for sure it's individual and it's um i think we all have the ability to access other parts 
of this life that we can't necessarily see. We just have to be open to it um, has been my experience. And there's been times that I've been closed off and then there's times that I'm really open to it. And now is one of those times I'm really open to it. I'm going to wrap again with the same three closing questions. And, and so I already told you your answer to the second one. Um, and we can, when we get to it, I'll ask, you can throw something in different if you want to, but I want to see if you have the same answers now for the first and the third, see if anything changes. I don't remember the question. So I have no idea what I said before or what the questions are. I know I wrote them down. So I'll tell you after you answer them again, I'll tell you what you said the first time. So the first question just is what motivates you? I don't know how to answer that this time. I don't the first really time have you, a specific the first, answer. The first time you said, how may I serve? Yeah, how may I serve so, instead yeah. of what can I get? Yeah, yeah. How may I serve the universe? So then the second question, what advice would you give to your younger self and younger people listening now starting out down a similar path? We already mentioned what you said the first time. So do you want to add to that? I think what I would also want to say is just to try and stay aware of what your um, what your truth is and not to get too swayed because there is so much information coming at us so try to you know we need we need your truth and your truth and your truth and your truth so to try and just stay um, aware to what you what you are here to offer all right. So then the last question, if you could only see one show for the rest of your life, but you can see it as many times as you want, what would you see? I probably said Color Purple or Aida. No. Oh, what did I say? You said you said anything with Barbara Streisand, probably Funny Girl or Hello Dolly. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah, Barbara Streisand at all. <laughs> so why, why Funny Girl or why uh, Color Purple or Aida now? Well, not now. Shows. Those are also like two of just my favorite shows that um, that are my like go to like when I'm in a show mood that I would listen to. So, um, yeah, you know, I love I love musical theater. I love old school musical theater. I love the musicals I grew up with. So, yeah. All right. Fair enough. So once again, where can we find you online? Uh, SierraBogus.com, my website. And on the Instas, and are you on TikTok now? Are you are you doing that at all? Yeah, but I don't know what my name is, so I think just look <laughs> Sierra Vargas and it'll show up. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. Leave uh, leave a rating and review. Are you listening now? Uh, thank you to Jukebox the Ghost for the intro and outro music. Make sure to go check out Sierra and Ali Ewald and the rest of the amazing cast at the Amundsen Theater performing this extra special production of The Secret Garden. Thank you so much, Sierra. I've enjoyed seeing you again and uh, and break so many legs. I, I wish I was out there in LA to come see this because it sounds phenomenal. Thank you. Take a deep breath, make the world a little colorful. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now 
and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.